Hello and welcome to Lead House, the Imperfect Path podcast, brought to you by CMS Women and CMS Equip Programme in Scotland. CMS Women is an internal initiative bringing female-focused issues to the fore across CMS and beyond. And Equip is the CMS Startups Programme, working with startups which are IT-rich or in the technology sector to support their growth. In this podcast series, we will be speaking to an exciting range of female businesswomen discussing in particular challenges and obstacles they have encountered and their business journeys and how their reactions to those challenges has helped them build resilience to get them to where they are today. I'm Sky Evelyn, a paralegal in the CMS Aberdeen oil and gas team, and I'm joined by my colleague Jennifer Packham, who is a senior associate in the Aberdeen employment team. We are both members of the CMS Women Committee in Aberdeen, and in today's episode, we will be hearing from Deirdre Miki, Chief Executive at OG UK. Deirdre, welcome to the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today. Um, firstly, I'd just like to start by um, asking you to tell us a little bit more about OG UK and your role as Chief Executive. Yeah, thank you, Sky. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, lovely to be invited along. So thank you very much. Really appreciate um, you doing this and sounds a really interesting uh, series that you're, you're pulling together. So um, I'm, as you say, I'm the um, CEO of OG UK, Oil and Gas UK. Um, who are we? We are the um, organisation that represents the UK offshore oil and gas industry. We have over 400 members. We include all the operators and a significant part of the supply chain. Um, and we, our role is to proudly champion this industry um, and also to work with our many members in terms of issues management. Um, so we also provide data and insights and market intelligence about the sector and business opportunities. We provide many networks and forums, you know, that focus on different aspects of the sector. And we kind of cover um, the range from exploration through to decommissioning, including HSE, and of course, increasingly in the energy transition, so into carbon capture and storage and hydrogen. Um, uh, we are, our role is, as I said, to champion, to represent the sector, to, um, you know, deal with stakeholders, to deal with the governments um, and the media as well, um, as well as, you know, dealing with our, our many members throughout the whole of the UK. I think that's the other thing to reinforce. We do represent a UK wide industry and our members are literally from Shetland in the north to Southampton in the south and everywhere in between. It's always surprising where you'll come across one of our members or organisations uh, throughout the UK. Thank you. And what was the path taken by yourself to reach your current role? I've been in the role for five years now. Um, five years that have passed in a flash, I have to say. I, I got this job in 2015 and uh, that was just as we were hitting the last downturn. So they've been a bit of a pattern in this role. Previous to that, I worked for Shell um, and I had quite a diverse career at Shell, actually, what I would call a pretty non-traditional uh, one in that I joined Shell as a uh, graduate trainee. I worked in downstream in marketing and sales, um, in product development, distribution. And then I moved into upstream, uh, into commercial roles, and then into communications, and then into supply chain, and then into um, sort of organisational projects, uh, we did a project, a, a reorganisation. And it was that 
you know, if, if, if you kind of look at my, my pathway and the skill set that I built up, not a traditional kind of functional excellence, um, although I tried to say that I was functionally ex excellent depending on where I was. Um, but what that did do is it set me up really well for when this job came up because it, this job does require issues management, like I said, it does require communications, it does require stakeholder management, um, and so it does require a knowledge of, of the operators, a knowledge of the supply chain. So I was able to kind of look at this role and think, actually, um, you know, I've got a, a lot that I can, I can bring to the job and is relatively familiar uh, to me. So I went for it and I got it. Great. As Sky said, I, I'm going to come on, Judy, to ask you a few questions about um, some of the challenges in particular and obstacles that you faced. Um, part of the whole uh, purpose of the podcast series is just to look at those types of challenges that leaders, particularly female leaders, have um, faced in their uh, journey to get to where they are today. So I know it's obviously been very much a key phrase at the moment, particularly over the course of the pandemic, but um, what particular challenge have you had to deal with in getting to where you are now as CEO of OG UK? So I guess, yes, reflecting back, because there's loads of challenges, right? So I was trying to think, well, okay, how would I define what's been one of the biggest? Um, well, actually, I'm kind of dealing with ones that are quite big at the moment. So maybe I'll I'll reflect on that with hindsight and you know another podcast another day. I guess a good example um, was when I was promoted into a big senior job, and it was a, a job that I hadn't hadn't previously worked in that area, but I certainly had the skills, so that was why I was put into into the role. Um, but it was at a time that my mother was very ill, so she was terminally ill at that point. And it was also at the time of another downturn. And I, you know, had my young teenage boys at home uh, with partner and husband. So there was a kind of massive combination of big pressure job wise in an area that I wasn't familiar with, with a new team. While we were going through yet another downturn, mother very, very ill. How do you deal with all that? Uh, and then trying to kind of keep the family going at the same time so that kind of combination i think is probably a good example of how life you know we all have jobs but actually <laughs> the fact is we all have lives we all have families and the impact and interrelationship between them all is kind of fundamental and there, there was a great example of where it all came together well not a great example but you know what i mean yeah, that sounds, that certainly sounds pretty difficult to deal with, for sure. All of us do, don't we? I mean, it's just, we all go things, through things like that. And sometimes they'll come along sequentially. Sometimes they'll all come at the same time. It's the kind of luck of the draw and you have to work your way through it. Yeah. I think often, certainly, um, even my experience of, of the challenges in this past year, you don't realise how challenging things are until you look back and you think, goodness yeah. me, that was hard. <laughs> I'm glad yes. I got through that. Um, but yeah. What advice would you give to yeah. somebody listening who is facing a challenge um, or something that they deem potentially a failure to, in their career? Reflecting on, um, you know, if you've got those kind of challenges going on um, and I think back on how did I deal with that? And there's an element of putting your head down and getting on with it. Back to your comment, Jenny, about the fact that, you know, you you get on with it and you look back and you think, wow, 
But when I kind of reflect on that particular example, how did I work my way through it? I did pull on help, you know, I mean, we'll get to the point, you know, should we all have mentors? I think we should. And I have had them in the past and that has proved to be very helpful. And in that particular situation, it was. So I would always urge people to have a mentor. And also I had I had a lot of senior leadership support that I had been promoted into this role and it was, you know, I was supported to be successful in the role. So having that backing is also is also very powerful when people are dealing with their own challenges. Um, I also had a good team, right? Um, and that helps. Having a good team, good people around you helps. And then it's also, you know, back to how do you advise people? It keep the perspective and recognize when you are, back to your point, recognize that you are in a challenging situation and take the time with your mentor to take a step back to help give you the perspective and help you unpack where you are because if you can unpack where you are you know it's back to that whole thing about eat the elephant one you know bite at a time unpack it and then start dealing with it individually so I think in terms of you know advice for people whether it's a job challenge or a personal challenge be thoughtful about what it is and that will then help you to think through how you can start to deal with it. And, you know, and recognize that also sometimes, sometimes it is tough and you can't just deal with it logically. Some things are irrational and illogical and emotional, and that's okay. So I think there's also an element of, as you're going through a challenge, be kind to yourself as well. Things can be quite tough, so give yourself a bit of a break, yeah. That's really practical and good advice, um, certainly, especially at the moment when people are facing such different challenges at the moment than they may, may have done in the past. Great. When faced with challenges, what was the key driver for you that really helped you to see past this when you were kind of in the midst of it? And how do you remain resilient during times of difficulties? So I think fear of failure is a good one to keep driving you forward. I'm saying that with a slightly facetiously, but there is there is an element that kind of keeps me moving on. Don't want to fail. But also, you know, I take a lot of pride in what I do. So that is also a, a key driver and that helps with the resilience. I would also add, though, again, back to the mentor piece, to the network piece as well. As you, as this podcast, people listen to this podcast, there'll be themes that are coming out throughout, I would presume. And I always think that when you speak with people, you find out that, gosh, you're not the first person to have gone through this particular situation. Funny that, which is quite reassuring. You know, how do you remain resilient? You speak to people, you reach out to people, uh, you get help from people and that's okay. And you help other people when the time is right because what goes around comes around and I think that's the way the world goes so that's what I would encourage people to do. Great thank you. Just moving on uh, to uh, some some of the kind of key lessons that you have learned through going through some of these challenging periods that you've mentioned and how have those lessons that you've learned helped you in your leadership roles that you've held over the years? I guess that perspective piece is very is a big deal keeping the perspective so, and I think reminding ourselves, you know, the bad times do pass. <laughs> I think we're all learning that from the pandemic, although it has taken a bit longer than we might have thought. But, you know, the bad times do pass. And um, again, when you're able to stand back from them and learn from them, you can keep your perspective. And the good times pass as well. So when you're in a good time, make the most of it. It's back to recognising where you are. And I think maybe I'm slightly going off a tangent now, but I always think when I'm speaking to folk, 
especially young women leaders as they're coming up, to be really thoughtful about the phase they are in their life, if I could just share that. So I always think that you will make different decisions depending on which phase of life you are in. So if you're you know, just starting out on career, you can approach things slightly differently and focus on that. If you're a young parent uh, bringing up kids, it's okay to focus on that as you also develop your career. But again, just being thoughtful about what phase you're in I think can help people make decisions and deal with cha the challenges they're in, depending on which phase they're in. If that's making sense, I hope I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does make sense. But the other thing is, you you can you can be brave and go for things, even if you haven't got all the boxes ticked. Um, and I know that you know we talk about uh, people, you know, the whole um, imposter syndrome. That again, when you talk to people, everybody seems to suffer from it. But nobody seems to when you look around the room. But again, I think, you know, having confidence, easier said than done, but that you can get that confidence again from speaking with people and and having that reassurance and backing and then being prepared to take a bit of a chance, because actually, what's the worst that's going to happen? I think it is that sometimes you, you forget perhaps what stage you're in and what's going to be reasonable and practical for you at that particular point in life. Um, great. Uh, so then final question for me for now, and then I'll pass back to Sky. is just given your wealth of experience, what advice would you give if you were advising yourself um, at the time when you were dealing with, for example, the challenge you talked about um, earlier in your career, when you had personal challenges competing with professional challenges? What advice would you give to yourself now? I think I think maybe a combination of some of the things I've said, a recognition that the bad times do pass um, and be kind to yourself. Give yourself a bit of space, keep the perspective, you know, like I said, reach out to others. I think also when I talked about the different phases of your life as you go through life, that's an important piece of advice as well. You know, what is important to you at this point in time is, is key. But then also when you're weaving the job with the family, with all the issues that surround it, again, you know, I actually found working really hard while we had family illness, help to keep that perspective because work, although it was really challenging, was a controllable element, was a, gave me a normality. Whereas when you're in a personal, emotional context, that's very difficult to control to the same extent, if that makes sense. So, so again, getting a, you know, you can actually use those different aspects of your life to help bring balance to other aspects. So I guess I would I would encourage people to think like that, you know, and just to be again thoughtful about the different aspects of their life as well as the different phase that they're in. Thank you, Deirdre, for sharing those um, insights with us. It's really interesting. On the same vein as, as challenges, my question is um, have you encountered any specific challenges due to being a female leader? It's always an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yes. When I think back, um, things have moved on and improved massively. You know, th things that I do think still are, are prevalent, such as if you've got a certain emotion, if you're angry, you are can be branded as emotional. No, I'm just angry. <laughs> Not emotional, I'm just angry, actually. And clothes get commented on, you know. I was at a conference and I was hosting quite a senior politician and we had the same outfit on 
Now, that became commented on in a way that if you had two men wearing the same blue suit, it would pass, you know. So those kind of things, but does 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 it matter? Um, only if you let it matter, I think, and only if it's used to try and undermine you, then yes, it does. But otherwise, I'd like to be seen as a leader rather than as a female leader. I think it's, you know, the fact we are still having these conversations means that it, things haven't moved on as as much as I would like to think they should have. And I recognise that. But the time that you don't feel you have to ask me that question, we will have got to a very good point. But I recognise we're still quite far from that. Thank you very much for sharing that. What are your top tips for female leaders? Um, you've already mentioned focusing on the phases of life and being brave and confidence and um, being prepared to take a chance and things like that, which are very important um, pieces of advice to take forward. But is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I did mention it, but add to the list. And put at the top of the list is the mentor. I'm a huge advocate of that. And um, uh, and, and again, people, and not just one, you can have lots of different mentors. And um, but, but, but I would advocate having a formal one because it brings a discipline. And this, this might be a personal projection. For me, it gave the discipline because you have to drive the conversations, you have to drive the meetings, which means you have to do some of the thinking, but then you've got a safe space into which to take that thinking. So I think that's really important. And I would encourage that. And I try to encourage, I, I, I don't think it should be something that is formal. Uh, so I don't mean you, know, you necessarily have a formal structure within a company, but I think the company and the, and the leadership should drive it so that you know, I'm coming out of a conversation with one of my teams saying, right, you know, we talked about getting a mentor at the last meeting. What have you, you know, what are you doing about it? So that's the thing. And I want to drive that. And I want to, to really encourage my folk to do that too. The networking piece I spoke about as well, Sky, I think that is really important. Um, and that was a lesson I took a long time to learn. Um, I am, I have had to learn to be good at it. I mean, my job is key in being able to be effective at it, but I'm not necessarily somebody who I have to take a deep breath before I walk into a room, you know, especially a room where you don't know anybody. And I have been known to walk from one side of the room to the other <laughs> and not stop because I didn't. So what do you do? You be thoughtful about little, you know, you employ little strategies to make sure that you stop and you do engage and all the rest of it and I think the big learning for me was I got out of networking as much as I put in so people like to meet and speak and learn from each other and the more I did it the better I got and the more I got out of it. And with the mentoring would you say that it would, would be more helpful if somebody was your mentor within the same firm or outside firm so you can get a different perspective or yeah I think I think I think those are all good questions to ask and again it depends what you're looking for from a mentor um I think if you're looking for so within a company yes if you're looking to learn about the company and progress within the company um or if it's more general you're professional development then you can get a different you know somebody from out with but again it's back to you know it's like a mentor is not just uh no a mentor is just for christmas you know like the because you can move them out change them around um you're in control of that so i think 
again, back to a mentors for which particular phase you're in. So there's no fixed thing. It's, it's about, again, being thoughtful about where you are and what you want uh, and what you need. Um, okay, our final question now um, is just really about a bit a bit more around the direction and challenges for OG UK as you see them. So um, obviously we've touched on a, a few of those at the beginning of the podcast um, when you mentioned um, just the, the current situation we're in and things. But um, as CEO of OG UK, what do you um, identify as the main challenges that are likely to lie ahead for OG UK and how are you preparing to face those? You know, as a sector, we are in. Uh, an extraordinary state of change and flux. I think my role as leader of my organisation is to make sure that we are responding to that, that we are ready to respond and that we are also anticipating. So where is this environment going? Where is this sector going? What do we need to do as an organisation to make sure that we can work with our members and support them and do everything that we need to do for our members in that changing environment. So it's quite generic what I'm saying to you. I mean, it's, it's what you would expect me to say. And, and then I need to make sure that I've got the right team uh, and, and who are equipped to respond effectively and, you know, in support of our members and in support of the sector. And, and again, talking to the team, it's like that analogy of going through rapids, you know, and there used to be a time when we were all kind of trained to go through rapids to get to the next calm, whereas now it's all just about being trained to go through the rapids constantly. So how do you as an organisation make sure that we are all equipped to manage that change, embrace that change, champion some of that change um, as, as, a, as an organisation? So. That's a very generic response in terms of the specifics of the sector. Well, you know, we're dealing with energy transition. It is here. It's happening. It's very exciting. And, and it's also quite, you know, we have to get the balance right in terms of the ongoing role of oil and gas, because I genuinely believe there is a need for oil and gas, even as demand starts to diminish. And we have to get that balance in terms of driving the net zero agenda as well. So for me, that is our big challenge ahead of us. It's here with us today. I think it's going to be with us for years to come. And that's what I need my organisation and working with our members to be very effective in responding to and helping to drive. Yeah, definitely. Big things to face, but certainly um, sounds as though OG UK is well set up to deal with that going forward. Great. Well, thank you very much. That was a really fascinating and inspiring discussion, actually. And uh, just really thank you for your time in, in joining us for this podcast series. As I said, it's been focusing on um, successful female leaders and business founders. And your discussion with us today has just gone to highlight, I suppose, what um, different twists and turns there might be, what you might need to overcome in a, a career to get to the position that you're at today. And just generally um, giving us some really good and useful tips in terms of how to build on success and, and uh, be resilient. That is all that we are going to discuss today. If you would like to know more about the CMS Women uh, Network or the Equip programme, either in Scotland or more widely across the UK, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us at imperfectpath at cms-cmno.com. And thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us today. Mm -hmm.